Welcome to the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast with Brandon Dempsey. Confessions of a Worship Leader is born out of crazy and heartbreaking ministry experiences by Brandon Dempsey to help you as a worship or ministry leader. Now, it's time to confess the mess. Here's Brandon. Hey everybody, welcome to our countdown of our top three podcasts for Confessions of a Worship Leader. Many of you have downloaded all these episodes and from the bottom of my heart, I thank you because it tells us that of the many listeners that we've had and downloads, that the message is important and what we're doing matters is because it's your story and your truth of the things that you've gone through and what we can do here at Confessions of a Worship Leader to help you. So I'm so glad that we can put out content that's of value to you. Our prayers are with you through this journey as we continue to heal and recover from spiritual abuse. Now, the top three podcasts, I'm going to be unveiling number three, and many of you have thought this title was catchy. We got a lot of emails about it, and I just thank you guys for the messages that came in. So the number three spot goes to, ironically, me, Brandon Dempsey. The episode, My Long Guy, Not My Pastor, Paid Me 20 Bucks. It's about a story of how spiritually abusive pastors treat their staff and church members yet a reflection of how other people in the world, like a long guy, don't treat their people the same way. And so here it is, my long guy, not my pastor, paid me 20 bucks. Hope you enjoy. So my long guy, not my pastor, paid me 20 bucks and continued to fix it anyway. Hey, what's good, survivors of spiritual abuse, wounded friends, Brandon Dempsey here. Welcome and welcome back to the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast. My name is Brandon Dempsey, and this is another mini short podcast that we call uh, the Confessional Booth, and sometimes we have guests on here, sometimes it's just me. So I wanna bring to you a story of what happened yesterday on Halloween. We are getting our lawn prepared, and sure enough, we have guys that show up to do a great job landscaping and you know take care of them it reminds me a lot of how we take care of things in the church now some of you I know this is unlike Halloween right but there is the sense of preparing and we prepare our places for people to visit like our own homes we want to make sure things look right we want things to be uh inviting and engaging and you know there's a good thing to do that for church we want to look presentable we want things clean we would like to have things that are tidy in their appearance but once we start going over that line where the preparation becomes more performance and the performance becomes manipulation that's where we have spiritual abuse and that could be adorning our buildings and the insides to make it look something other than what it's not so that people don't think bad about us. We don't give out bad vibes because we don't want to unveil the ugly truth. My friends, that's what spiritual abuse is. Now, if if you've been following me here on Confessions of a Worship Leader, that's what we center on is to talk about spiritual abuse and I put my spin on it in terms of just my perspective of being a worship leader for more than 25 years. The crazy things that I've experienced and what I have seen in the church firsthand 
everybody has a different take on it. And you know, the thing that I guess that really racks my brain the most is that now we're kind of getting into this really weird trend. Have you seen this? That pastors, among all people, kind of address this issue, but they refer to it as church hurt. And it's also often often coined by churchgoers and members. Church hurt. That could be something where someone looks at you funny. Uh, there's a little bit of gossip behind your back. Or maybe the pastor... Uh, didn't like something that you said or did and just made a very comment about it. Now, albeit those things can be on the fringes maybe of spiritual abuse, but church hurt is really something different. That's when you have a member that gets upset or a staff member that gets upset about what's happened in the church and either they complain about it, they go to other people, or worse, they jump ship and go to a new church in which they bring that church hurt with them and inspire more church hurt at that new place. Spiritual abuse is different because spiritual abuse is where we have the manipulation of it goes past the hurt. It goes past the, well, the pastor looked at me funny or there was gossip. It, it becomes more of the, well, the pastor said this because he is using scripture in alignment with what he's trying to tell me to get me to do something that I don't feel good about doing. Or the gossip was more than just by one person. It happens to be by a group of people who have been uh, in the same room and then to identify me as the target. I see a lot of this happen also in, in spiritual abuse where you as the person are treated as a problem because you pointed out a problem to the leadership or to the group of people. So when there's a problem that's being pointed out, it's so funny because like what Jesus said, we are so fixated on the cup and its appearance that we don't clean the inside of it. And therefore, because we're the one that pointed out the uncleanliness, pardon me, we are the ones that pointed out the uncleanliness of the cup and of the matter. Now we're treated like the dirty side. So, has that happened to you? It's happened to me. Now, the interesting thing about the story of the long guy that I'm getting back to now, we were getting our home, as I said, all taken care of for the little kids to step on our lawn and wreak havoc of leaving their candy wrappers and having fun, joyously eating sugar and crashing into the front driveway. Well, before we got to that part, our lawn guys were doing their maintenance and then I saw them stepping down the ground as I was looking through my window and they were picking up a cord. And I thought, aha, somebody ran over. It looked like they damaged one of the Halloween decorative lights. So before I could even get out of my seat, the long guy comes to the front door, knocks on it. I open the door and three of them are just standing huddled together to try to fix the wire. And so me, because I know Spanish, I walked out and I asked, ¿Qué tal? What's going on with the light? And they kindly told me what the problem was. They asked me how much it was. They asked me if they would like for me, if they were like, if 
they if if I would like for them to fix it. And to my surprise, the worker carried on and asked me how much it was for the light. And as I began to tell him Vente, before I knew it, he pulled out a 20 buck out of his wallet, stashed it into my hand, and I I asked him again, are you sure? And he said, yes, keep the money, this is yours. I damaged this light, and now if it's okay with you, I'd like to fix it. Do you have any electrical tape? <laughs> so I ran to get the tape. I came back. Again, I offered him back the money. He said, no, sir. He said, it was our damage, our fault. I'm here to fix it. Please keep the money. And we're so sorry what happened. It won't happen again. Now, flip that around. When's the last time that your pastor saw something broken in the church and went above and beyond where he was to not only identify the problem, communicate the problem, but then pay for it and decided to fix it anyway, even though it was probably not within his realm. All right, so case in point to this whole story, when was the last time that you pointed out something to your leadership, to your pastor, something that was broken in the church within your ministry, and it was not only not fixed, but entirely neglected and or rejected because they're kind of both the same thing, right? Just one's more subtle, the rejection part's not. You're listening to the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast with Brandon Dempsey. Subscribe to the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Confessions of a Worship Leader on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, and YouTube. Many times I've gone through this in my ministry where I pointed out the problem and then became the problem. And when I became the problem, they wanted to ousted the problem, which was me or anybody else that I've known in ministry that spoke up and said something that, hey, this needs to be fixed. And instead of deserving the help that they needed, they were turned as a problem. And the reason why, you may be asking, well, Brandon, why is it then that if you point out the problem, people make you to be the problem. Well, it's very simple because the leadership doesn't want to deal with the problem. <laughs> it's pretty basic. And anytime it's it's kind of like it's it's kind of like this on a larger, broader, broader scale. So it's not as comparable, but I'm going to use the analogy. If let's say you were inconvenienced by watching your favorite TV show or whatever that you know, interrupts you in your time, right? And you look at it, and you're like, oh, man, but I really don't want to deal with that right now. That's a problem that I, I really don't want to fix at this moment. Okay. It's that kind of reaction, but it's done on a much 100 times scale when you're talking about real life problems in a church and not as simple as, of course, as being entertained by TV or whatever. But when something is brought out that large in life and the church has to deal with it, you have to deal with it, the pastor, the leadership kind of had that same reaction. It's, come, it's almost like you inconvenienced them in that moment. You made it terribly interruptive of what they were doing and they cannot get past what you're bringing up because 
They just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to put in the energy. They don't want to put in the work. But it's something larger than that. They don't want to have their power taken away. They don't want to be outshined. Because of the problem, they don't want the attention and the focus taken off themselves. Ah, uh, yeah. But it's also larger than that. Because now the pastor's got to live with the, or the leader has to live with the, well, what would they think of me if I address this problem? Maybe I'm the one who caused the problem. And parenthetically, they probably were. But now what, what you're dealing with is that you're dealing with a leader or a pastor who has to learn to focus on themselves. They have to fix themselves in that moment. And they don't want to. It's almost like when, you know, you want to help fix a relationship. And I know like when my wife and I first got married, the first thought was, well, I, I want to go to therapy. I want to go to counseling because I, in some attempt, I want to change the other person. Well, you can never change people, period. And therapy, what, you, what I've learned is that you don't change other people, uh, you change yourself. But that is hard work that not a lot of people want to do. And they get to the level where it's like, no, I'm out. I'm tapped out. I'm done. I'm not going to deal with this. So when we have to get down to the bottom of dealing with our own crap, it's too much work. And for a pastor, it's not only too much work that's, in, that's at hand, but now the, re the reputation's at risk. So here's an interesting conversation I had. Back to the lawn guy story. Well, I called I called the CEO of the lawn company after I had this awesome exchange with this worker. And I said, hey, Lyle, man, I just want to thank you. And he's like, well, wait a minute, is anything wrong? And I said, no. I said, the guys did a great job. And I told them what happened. I said, you know, they even fixed the light and they gave me money for it. And I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. And I, I did not expect that. And he goes, you know what, Mr. Dempsey? He said, the point is, is that if my guys look good and they do a good thing, I look good and I can do a good thing. And, and he said it not in a way to have like this weird dependency upon his worker, but what he was saying was right, is that if the people reflect goodness, then the leader at the top is going to benefit from that goodness, but not, not on the backs of workers, but, but really just based on the reputation and, and making it good for other people because it's true. You, If you do a great thing, you're going to make your ministry look good. And that's exactly what the CEO of the lawn company was communicating. Is that, hey, you know what? My guys make me look good. and But he did it in a way that was humble. And he did it in a way that it really made more sense so that I came away with a better understanding of the guy's integrity. The fact that he told his workers to not just fix it, but go the extra mile. So again, that's my point. When's the last time that your pastor has done something like that, or even you? So I, I, I thought that this story would be helpful, and I hope that it is, because it, 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 
it helped open my eyes about the things that I can do for other people, not just fix things, but to serve people when my reputation doesn't matter, to go the extra mile when it may cost me more than what I bargained for, or to fix a relationship or something the relationship on my side to fix myself or to be an aid in fixing the relationship, it's going to take hard work and I just need to do it. So this is what it means, people, to really serve your church. This is really what it means to not be coerced by the narcissist, but deep down in your bones by the integrity that God gave you to do it right. So that's my story. I hope that it helps. And thanks so much again for downloading and listening to the Confessions of Worship Leader podcast. (laughs) Hey, we're not perfect here, right? Uh, Again, remember, the more that you talk, the more you heal. And your story matters and it's worth confessing. See you next time. DM us on Instagram at Confessions of a Worship Leader or text us at 832-974-0277. If you like this podcast, we ask that you give us a high review and comment on iTunes. This has been a Worship Team Training digital production. Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast. Copyright 2022. Thanks for listening. And be sure to join us again right here on the Confessions of a Worship Leader podcast.